seen that you're no longer happy. They're the, that, you have, that you have <laughs> okay. to see them. Good to know. <laughs> Say every slur I know in alphabetical order. So right now, by the way, uh-huh. this is the first bite that I will have knowledge like that i know of trying shepherd's pie i don't remember ever eating this because the mashed potatoes are a huge texture thing for me this is kind of a thing on the podcast do you hate potatoes mashed potatoes oh my god i wouldn't have no this is pr- this is why i didn't say anything oh my god so you know what the, the, we're Aaron matthews welcome to the podcast <laughs> yay shepherd's pie here we go okay Wait, i hope you throw that- up <laughs> on your re- equipment that's just potato. I gotta get. Some... You have to get the good shit in there. I was gonna say, do you have meat in yours? Yeah. Okay. This... Did you? This might be just potatoes over here on mine. Are you gonna do? You... Do you want to yep, switch? Nope. I don't like mashed potatoes. That's. <laughs> I don't like I'm mashed... really really glad that we did this. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. The science is done. A minute in. I'm so oh. sorry. No, don't because this is part of the fun where like. I still get to make the meal for a friend and catch up and like. Oh my god! This is I get to hear all about this why so you love shepherd's pie. I mean, still I still love to cook. It doesn't matter what I'm cooking. That sucks. You don't like it because I think you seasoned it like super well. This so is, it is good. Yeah, I well, it's really far from what my mom did. So you said childhood meal. Yep, your favorite your favorite childhood meal. Which is actually like kind of a loaded question for me because I had like a growth hormone disorder so I was an extremely picky eater growing up and the doctors basically told my parents like you don't have room to be like too bad that's what's for dinner and so basically like if a parent had to cave to a shitty kid you so you had the ultimate yeah the ultimate reverse card so it was either this or like hot dogs with eggs so (laughs) which I can't eat anymore because it sucks so bad (laughs) I was expecting mac and cheese. The eggs was a total curveball. I, I know, like I like had a horrible day. So you just have like two hot dogs with some scrambled eggs or whatever on the no, side. No, it was like worse. Well, yeah, it was like cut up hot dogs in scrambled egg. This is when I was like a toddler. Oof. Okay, so yeah. it was like the hot dog beans classic mix, but instead yeah, of like beans, with eggs and strawberries on the side for some reason. So when I asked my mom, like, "Oh, it's a childhood meal," she was like. Hot dog, that's all you fucking ate. And I was like, okay, well, that's embarrassing. I can't ask a friend to make that for me. So let's dig deeper. No, nobody else would have brought hot dogs, strawberries, and eggs Can to the imagine? party. Can you imagine? At least, I mean, if you had, maybe if you like didn't have a thing for mashed potatoes, maybe this would have been better. I but mean, I can kind of see how, so how old were you when you were eating that? I probably like two to four or five. So it, that totally makes sense now, I guess, because you just probably, as the toddler, liked all of those things. Right. And then you were like, okay, just put them all together. Who cares? Yeah. And I was a really... It's not like a four-year-old's not thinking about the palate mixture. No. And like... <laughs> no, 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 no. And I, like, every item that we added to the foods that I would eat, because I was, like, losing weight and doctors were like... Mm-hmm fuck or whatever like doctor said in the 90s um they every like item fuck, that bro we- <laughs> your kids losing weight i assume they're all scrubs related uh that every item we added to the menu was like a big deal so like i tried okay cheeseburgers when i was like 11 and it was Ooh, like game changing but yeah. like why did i wait that long I, we don't know you know well wait maybe waited that long because as the doctor was saying fuck yeah because <laughs> the doctor Bro. was doing like a smash cut to yeah. like a, a musical montage i can't 
so that you probably you probably remember your first burger then at 11 years old yeah it was at wendy's it was a oh wendy's baconator god that's the what a great first burger to have i know my dad bullied me it was really really great <laughs> he bullied you into having the bacon yeah okay. yeah into trying it and then i was like wait this is awesome and he was like you are so stupid <laughs> or whatever dads say when they're trying to say i love you <laughs> that's pretty on the nose that yeah. one yeah <laughs> but yeah when i and i i think i added steak when i was 12 i almost did steak but i thought it was really mean to ask you to make me a steak so like, now people have done steak before no <laughs> yeah, one, oh, yeah. yeah it's fine no one i've been waiting for the day of like duck foie gras or like some crazy expensive meal no one's done that that's yet. also crazy because if you were a child like who fucking wants foie gras as a child you don't understand exactly. that yeah it's the, the same thing as like the, the, four, the four-year-old with the palate that's right. the one who wants foie gras. <laughs> not yeah. the one that's like strawberries and hot dogs please <laughs> Yeah, so my life is a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, so this was my attempt at making something that you would like, but I didn't fucking know that you hate That's potatoes. Fine. It doesn't no, it's not potato it's mashed because I it's the texture thing mm-hmm. of just like <laughs> That's the best way I can describe No one asked you to make that sound effect. <laughs> But that is the best way my brain kind of melts at the like mushiness sure. of it all. And my mom's, I was talking to her today because she cracked up. I sent her a screenshot and, she, and I was like, shepherd's pie has been asked for. <laughs> and of course, it's a redheaded church singing Irish broad who oh asked God. for it. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> Fastball right down I'm the middle. I'm such a stereotype. <laughs> no, it's so good. That's so no so this is actually super my mom was my mom grew up with super classic shepherd's pie but this is what she tried to do with like three toddlers or so whatever. That's, okay so there's three three total of you yeah okay see so that's <laughs> redhead church singing shepherd's pie slinging <laughs> so w- was did everybody have this tiny menu no, it was just me. I because I okay. I had like a growth hormone disorder, right? And so I was the only one who got a free pass. Everyone else, because like normal childhood rules, like too bad that's what for dinner. Like try it, but got it. Okay, I was like on daily ensures, which I also did not bring for you <laughs> or subject you to. Um, she drinks a boost for breakfast, an inch yeah, for dessert. Literally, I that, <laughs> that speaking of texture, like that shit is awful. Um, yeah. But, oh God, that's like paste. Right? Yeah, it's like very thick. Oh, God. Um, it's like if mashed potatoes like were sad, but um, so so my mom would just make the potato. It was like it was almost like a DIY like like uh, tacos or something. So we'd start with it's totally upside down. You'd start with the potatoes and then just sling a couple uh you know hamburger scoops and then like top with peas and cheddar cheese. So Interesting. It was like, in, yeah. So wait. Uh, in in uh more bread like in a wrap or a taco or something no or just, oh okay so you would the use then the mashed potatoes as the <laughs> <laughs> yeah as the blanket so yeah. to speak yeah 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 so the mash it's just like yeah it's just like mashed potatoes with stuff on it because my mom didn't want to go to all the trouble of like mm. baking and putting it yeah. together and stuff and it's funny because my mom when i was talking to her she said you love burritos and that's different to me for whatever reason because I think you can still see the layers of stuff. I, the, yeah. The, the rice is but, still compact enough instead of, again, just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think 
rice is different because you you see a lot of cultures they many people have found combining ingredients is provides a goodness of course <laughs> but for whatever reason mashed potatoes make my brain melt the same way do you remember paper mache y- yeah a, that i cried when we were doing paper mache i couldn't handle the wet paper uh... and it just explode it exploded my brain of like paper shouldn't be wet Paper shouldn't be wet. This isn't supposed to happen. Why is this paper wet? Do you have a sound effect for that one? <laughs> no, that no, that is the sound effect. It's just my just panic. My brain against a cheese grater as a six year old, just That's like so why funny. is this happening? I didn't even think to do my research of like what Danny doesn't like to eat. <laughs> well, if you had, and then you, this would have been the perfect one to request oh. because this is a running bit of like. <laughs> shepherd's pie the noise and all that so sure 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 so well th- there's three of you hanging around mm-hmm. so five total mom and dad together yeah again okay yeah together so, again at last <laughs> <laughs> so you're the only so sh- mom did most of the cooking uh, during the week i think my mom did like the maintenance cooking that was That's bad. An, I love that phrase though. Maintenance cooking. Well, because everybody, we have to eat so much. It's such a scam. I have been thinking about this so much lately. <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute sham that we have to eat three meals a day. I know. It's crazy. I live at the grocery store now, having started this podcast and like running out and just getting stuff for myself as well. Yeah. I'm at the grocery store so fucking much. It is a goddamn scam that the human body requires as many calories as it does. Literally, as soon as you finish eating whatever you spent hours preparing, your your body's already like getting hungry again. It's what's what's next? Yeah. How many times for breakfast have you been like, what are we having for dinner tonight? Right, and you're like meal planning takes so much energy. that I totally understand how you get into like recipe ruts or like takeout ruts because like it takes the, a lot of activity. Yeah, menu ruts like even for yourself of like Monday we'll do this, Tuesday we'll do that, Wednesday we do right whatever. So right. maintenance cooking was done by mom. That, yeah, we call that Monday to Friday. Sure, and okay. a lot of you know easy meals, a lot of like stofers because she I think went back to school and started trying mm. to get a degree and stuff. And then my dad is the one who will like go above and beyond and like pull out the grill and like do something really fancy so basically my parents are like a microcosm of like the sexism in the chef industry (laughs) where women really do more domestic labor but it's male chefs who are glorified so oh no (laughs) (laughs) but in a good in a good way if if that were good that would be my parents (laughs) if that were good that would be my parents let's drive down this road a little bit (laughs) Should they, I still, used to do should they still be together? <laughs> they should. They're having a nice time. They're in Puerto Vallarta right now. No way. Yeah. They're, they love to take paradise vacations and just send pictures to the family group chat. Like, it's very, how long <laughs> to have rub they been, it in. How long have they been together? Oh, God. Um, That's. It's got to be close to 40 years. So I think, because church, I think, I think we had similar upbringings. Oh, really? Were you always singing in church or did you ever were you ever an altar server oh well i was singing in church but i grew up in lds church so oh okay so i was gonna say that's definitely there's like pioneers and stuff okay i was (laughs) missionaries whatever it's latter-day saints right yeah what's how is that different from then 
because now you're singing in my my home my home field my home field advantage yeah yeah my mom talks a lot about how like it's crazy that i'm the daughter who's still involved in church specifically this church but um i think it is i think i got more out of growing up lds musically than like sometimes i think about or like realize interesting because they do have a lot of music okay so it's more of a party in their service it's (laughs) i don't know if i'd say it's a party but they're you know they're hanging out Aaron comes out starts dropping bars yeah (laughs) and i did i did always sing in church Mm. i um uh actually the first solo i sang was do you know that uh christmas carol a little town of bethlehem no, hum me a couple bars. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I sang that I'm a little I... drummer boy, personally. Oh, yeah, you're a little Danny the drummer boy? <laughs> nice. My, my favorite Christmas song actually is Dominic the Donkey. We can get into that later. But <gasps> oh, my God. Your, okay, so your first solo was... That. Be- yep. I, I sang the first verse when I was, like, four, and someone else Jesus. covered the rest of it, because uh, reading, it was hard. Um, but that, too, it's, like, so weird, and I still don't think about this that much, but the church that I sing at now, Trinity Church Boston, the composer of that tune was the director of music there in the 1800s. No way. Yeah, which is, like... Oh, it's, like, a fun little... It's kind of cute. It's a fun, full circle yeah, moment. Yeah, so cute. So, wait, four years old, and you're... What, triggered the question here was you said reading was hard four years old how did you learn the words then did you just hear the song sung to you over and over again i you know i don't remember as well as i remember like my first burger but i (laughs) (laughs) i did have like an insanely good memory like i memorized the books that my mom would read to me at night so my guess is that and i also i i have not thought about this in forever but i also sang like my heart will go on when I was like four or five at my dance recital. Wow. So I I don't know. I was learning it. So somehow. you've been singing before you knew how, how to read. Yeah. Or how to sing. Oh, it's, <laughs> it was crazy. And that's, I, you know, you said before too, like, oh, remember when I used to do comedy? So you're, you're done now. You're just going full singing. I mean, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> There's, there is, this is so embarrassing. I hate admitting that I enjoyed this, but in Amy Poehler's book, she talks about how, like, any, like, industry in the arts, she was talking about, like, comedy and television, but I think it's, like, applicable to everything, that it's, like, this pudding that someone keeps promising you, and it's only as soon as you're, like, oh, great, I got the pudding, that it gets yanked away again, like, over and over, Um, and that definitely happens in the singing industry, and I think, I think that happens in comedy, yeah definitely yeah for sure it's like you get some momentum going and you're like oh okay cool and then like like a global pandemic happens and you're like what the heck you know or the goalposts just keep moving of like cool i got this thing i've been consistently getting this thing now i want this other thing exactly you know which is drive as well but it's like you know there's not a lot of appreciating what you've accomplished right yeah yeah. and i think about that there's a saying that's like you are exactly where you want it to be like six months ago where you dreamed you would be which yeah. is like super true for gigs or bookings yeah. or it's it's all kind of similar that's i um, uh, that's a really good phrase and your story today i wish i had i don't think i had my phone on what did you anxiety is the outsourcing of oh the outsourcing of approval yeah i mean that is stand-up i know right <laughs> we're outsourcing approval yeah i was just talking to my boyfriend about this about 
is being an artist, does that mean that you just enjoy attention and taking up space? And I think one thing that is different across fields between like singing and comedy that I really liked about stand up that I miss about it is that you had to earn mm. taking up space because when you don't earn it, you bomb. Yeah. And that's what you should do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's what you deserve to happen. You didn't earn anything. And I wish and I wish other art forms were as mean. as brutal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I mean. I'm sure that there's been singing gigs, though, that you would equate to a comedy bomb. Uh, yeah, I guess. Not in the same way. There's a, Well, that's there's... exactly, that's what I, that was the next lead yeah. in of, like, how is it different? Because you're, you know. It, oh, my gosh. You forget a word or, like, off tune or something. But, like, even the, the you know, the, the common non-singer. I can't hear if you're like, oh, fuck, my pitch was a little off there. Like, sure. I can't hear that. Sure, to me, sure, it's sure. still like, oh, shit, she sounds great. Yeah, that, I feel like that would be the equivalent of, like, if a musician came to a comedy show. Like, I was talking to a musician, and I was like, oh, like, this bar isn't as great because, like, the ceilings are super high, and so it makes people feel... And he was like, I have never considered that like why would that affect and i was like no it absolutely does yeah. if you want low ceilings you want people packed in you know coughing on each other and you, drunk and you want where the pandemic would spread exactly that's like <laughs> what covid wants is also what yeah. i want <laughs> the, the, the worst place for a fire is the best place for a comedy yes. show <laughs> yes exactly so so it would there definitely are craft things but there also is an air of politeness so even if you are the equivalent of bombing let's say you're like super off pitch or super unprepared and don't know your words yeah. or whatever like people will still clap for you and yeah no one in church is gonna be like Boo! right exactly <laughs> especially not at church not in the lord's house this fucking broad sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wish they would see i think that would be hilarious <laughs> Um, Imagine a heckler from Bill's Bar going to, like, one of oh those my classic God. hecklers that you see. I'm going to plant one. That would be <laughs> you great. Just, you pay him 50 bucks just to be like, <laughs> fuck this bitch. Oh, my gosh. Everyone yeah. looking at him like. <gasps> yeah. So there's, there. if you, you have to, in that field, you have to be self-aware enough to bomb. Like, because I've seen it where, like, they they don't know that they should be embarrassed about it. Or that they're unprepared or whatever. Comedy, and music, or both. Music. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but comedy, I feel like there is such a like feedback loop that if you're not getting it, it is sad. But there are people. There's um, definitely people who don't who don't catch that. Yeah, who don't see the feedback loop is not being completed. Yeah, and are like, what's going on? Why <laughs> I can't? Yeah, so there is a big self awareness thing in 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 any artistic industry, I yeah. guess, where you are the producer of the art but um are you still up there are you doing so stand up obviously just you are you up there now again still by yourself are you in a choir are you um at the church it's mostly choral stuff okay i'm also doing like solo gigs like i was just in right. an opera yeah. and all sorts of other stuff so it's all kind of uh, you can you can be ready for either you know so how do you how do you feel going then from lights on me you know jokes just you back to like ensemble is that the <laughs> right, ensemble. right you know back to like a group you know i i don't even i guess think about it that way i so one of the really big differences that i loved about stand-up in particular is that you got to choose what to say mm. and they were like it yeah. was your point of view and your thoughts which meant that like if you bombed it hurt 
harder because it was like the audience was like rejecting you. Yeah. But um, but choral stuff in my mind. God, I hope nobody listens to this from choir. But uh, it's literally like a job. Mm. So like I am going and I'm like really good at the craft and I yeah. am really good at reading, reading and like singing all the notes and you know helping others so we're I don't, I don't, why 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 would you not want anyone to hear that from the choral i think that's because because if if they're if it's their art form and like they're like oh i love this artistic identity like you don't want to hear it's just a job i guess oh okay i guess all right that's yeah i mean sure but i thought it was more what you were saying after of like you know i'm good at this but like that's just confidence like you know that's that's you yeah. are you are a important piece then to however six seven eight whatever how many people are in the choir yeah 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 regardless of how you view it yeah totally and that's and that's our job so there's it literally is your job for like over 60 volunteers so we sort of like hold down the fort right you know but um but no i i i think it actually happened more so in the fact that i had so much experience like uh, like stage presence experience mm. I guess that when I went into comedy people were like oh my god she looks so comfortable on stage why is like a stream of drivel coming out of her mouth and why is she so confident about it <laughs> and and I because that's what people in stand-up are fighting so hard for three minutes of stage time yeah. four minutes of stage time you know and it was so it's like interesting how the skills intersected I think I was gonna say so you started with you know again four-year-old singing yeah i know. didn't do any four-year-old stand-ups <laughs> that's right so you you know started stand-up as the adult so you had all of that time did you do like plays too as a kid yeah i was i was that kid i hate i admitting it that's so embarrassing but yeah i was like a the theater, theater kid. Kid. yeah, this yeah. Is, but again that totally is why then you get up on stage to do jokes then and if you're like oh she's drooling eh, she's selling it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did sell my drool in comedy. It was one of the defining facts about me. <laughs> so you just did an opera solo gig? Yeah, we just did a modern opera. It was a comedy actually. So oh, you know, in terms okay. of skills intersecting, it's so silly how it keeps happening. But um, I mean, it yeah. it is two things you are good at though. So Aww. why not combine them? Yeah. I mean, you've been humming and whistling like the whole time we've been hanging out already. So oh my like, god, I, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I'm saying that's like a nice thing. Like oh. it's a nice like tune. You're carrying. It's like a nice. Like, clearly, you are musically oriented as well as still having comedic chops. So like, why not try and combine yeah. the stuff as much as you can? Yeah. Oh, totally. It's. It's. I. I still have it on my resume. I hate to use it since I'm not like you know grinding at open mics or anything but it's such a conversation starter and yeah, like exactly it's interesting because even before i did stand up the only roles i got was they were like oh well you're really funny so i would get all the comedic and so i feel like i honed i don't know it's just it's interesting so to answer your question from like uh 20 minutes ago at this point is oh, um i i don't really it's not that i don't do comedy or it's not that i'm fully in singing or any i'm just sort of like trying to like live artistically so i'm not living like goalpost to goalpost if that makes sense that totally makes sense absolutely yeah. and th- by the way 20 minutes ago i didn't answer. that's that's how this works <laughs> baby we yeah. bob around my sister Love a while that. back was like do you prepare for these at all i was like no why would i this is no it's, oh my gosh that's like trying show segment just, yeah yeah <laughs> No, this is like a this is like a hangout that's uh, palatable. It's for people. yeah, it's literally just to catch up with friends that I haven't seen in a while and trick them into making content. Also, hell, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's dr- opera, comedy, 
what's the how what was the plot <laughs> i well i think i've lost the plot like pretty securely at this point <laughs> um i might have had one and then covid hit but uh i don't know yeah i meant the plot of the show oh my god that is inc- that's why i cracked up there because you took it <laughs> so i was like what's the show about and you're like I got a lot of stuff to think I mean, about. <laughs> that plot's pretty hard to follow, too. It's modern opera, which, like, kind of has a stigma of its own, but we got a lot of audience people afterwards being like, that was so beautiful, spectacular visuals. What was it about? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, so that new opera, it's called The Thrilling Adventures of Lovelace and Babbage, and we are actually touring it to Michigan in June. No way! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you! So when I say I'm, like, doing singing, I'm like, well, I got a gig. That's, yeah, you, 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 <laughs> that's a road gig. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm you're, a roadie. You're, you're working a road gig, Erin. It's me and Sam Morrill. We are out there. <laughs> Did you imagine Sam Morrill doing fucking opera stuff, too? Oh, my God. But, oh, Mateo Lane does the opera stuff. See? Yeah, there yeah. you go. There's he, a couple Crossovers. A, yeah, there's a there's a couple comics who sing opera and do mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah, you look at you. That could be. I I feel like I did the other end. I'm like better at telling opera jokes now. But um, so the uh, love Ada Lovelace is the real inventor of like a computer, and she had a mentor named Charles Babbage, um, who was probably neurodivergent. And what happened was Ada Lovelace like died tragically early of like uterine cancer or something and she was actually like the function behind their duo and so Mm. the queen of england actually gave charles babbage like enough money for like two warships and she was like please finish this computer idea i think they called it the analytical machine or something and he never did he was like thank you so much for the money and he just like didn't do anything and it was actually their notes that they looked at when they built the first computer analytical engine that's what it's called um uh, when they built the first computer in whenever they did that, like the 40s or 50s, they were like looking back at their notes. But so this is like based on a steampunk comic book by an author named Sidney Padua. Um, that's like, what if she didn't die of cancer? <laughs> um, and so they go on like a cute little like what if they did get to build their analytical engine? And so they go on adventures and. What if this guy didn't just get a lot of money for no fucking reason? Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's and it's the the comic book is incredible. Really, as far as like media go, it's so cute. And one interesting thing about not that I'm like plugging this show, I guess I sort of am. I think it's funny. Yeah, Um, I'm. This sounds cool. So like, I'm gonna keep asking more questions. So keep going. (laughs) Tell us all about it. Um. So uh, one interesting thing is that women weren't allowed to publish books in Victorian England and so what Ada Lovelace did was she added footnotes so Victorian women could only add footnotes and like editorial comments um to a book of Charles Babbage's but her footnotes were three times as long as his book and so this comic book is like historical fiction and so she uses a bunch of footnotes as a like a homage to that to say like oh, like, Charles Babbage used to keep a gear in his pocket was so silly, and, like, all this stuff, because, like, that was the only way that Ada Lovelace was allowed to, like, publish her findings or, like, do anything. It was, like, very interesting. Unreal. Fucking... Yeah. The the footnotes is the real book. Yeah, exactly. It's, like... Charles Babbage just fucking hanging on like he's... Yeah. Garfunkel and sign, you know, from... Yeah, exactly. And he, and he was. Fucking, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's completely... Yeah. So, um, but the... And the book is... There's this part where, like, 
there's an asterisk and you think it's going to be another footnote and then she turns it into like another character and the asterisk starts talking back to her and it's it's really creative and cute wow highly recommend checking out it's kind of a cult classic who do you so who are you playing then so it's just a cast of four you're charles babbage aren't you yeah i'm sexy charles babbage (laughs) um there's bumbling hot idiot charles babbage (laughs) played played by the red-headed irish broad (laughs) Um, so there's Ada Lovelace and Charles Babbage, sure. and then there's basically all the other side characters. Okay. And that, so I'm the side character who uh, is all the girls. So I'm the asterisk. Asterisks oh, are okay. girls because they're hot. Right. And um, I'm like the Queen of England, and I'm Ada's mom, who was also like a mathematician but super dour. Oh, wow. So you got to do a lot of different characters. Yeah, it's like a crap ton of costume changes. Wow. Okay. But and then how. Is there? I'm sure that there's one character you you like playing the most. Yeah, the Queen of England. <laughs> it's so funny that she sings a whole aria in this opera. The Queen is like very stupid, and it's kind of mm. like a statement on like imperialism and stuff like that. Um, and so th- I had this for our production in February. I had this huge wedding gown from the '80s covered in Union Jack flags. Oh. And then that like cool as hell. Yeah, it was very funny. And then she is like getting really mad that the analytical engine isn't working. And then it starts working, but it's just spitting out like ASCII pictures of cats. <laughs> and and Ada and Charles are like, we did not tell it to do this. This is not working. And the Queen of England is like, this is amazing. <laughs> I can't imagine anything better. And I sing this whole aria about cats. And my boyfriend was like, wow, a pompous lady singing about how much she loves cats. What a reach for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was like. Right, that is again. Yeah. Right in your lane. I know. It's so, so I sing this weird tango. Not the pompous part, but the, the cat loving part. Sure. At least. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, and it's also the best music on the show, which is lucky for me. Um, it's a tango? Yeah, it's this Ooh. little, like, kind of like double bar tango. The whole thing's on the whole tone scale, which doesn't mean anything to you, but it's very quirky sounding. And, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's very funny and silly. And I won't ask to sing for you to do that because I'm sure that's the same thing of, like, tell me a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would probably sound weird without the um, accompaniment, too. <laughs> but I can send you a recording. I have, like, I, yeah, I have the ARIA really linked because cool. I like it so much on my website. Oh, nice. Yeah. Erin Matthews.com. Matthews.com. Erin Matthews was taken. She's with an the middle name. actor oh. in L.A. Oh, really? <laughs> she has a reel on YouTube. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Um, that's fucking awesome, though. So you're going to Michigan for this? Twice, I think. Twice? Yeah, one time is for a festival and the other time is to a college. So, wait, you have to go there and then back and then. Yeah, then... <laughs> one of them's in June and one of them's in October. Ugh. Yeah, so, oh well. You're going to have to drive there? No, 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 they're flying us out. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's, it's a nice roadie gig. It's a nice roadie gig. You don't have to all cram in a fucking Toyota Highlander together or whatever. <laughs> no. Sleep in the back of it. No, so, um, but that's. So that's fun. That is that is really cool. I have the imperialistic theme. You said that, you know, it's a modern opera, so it's different. So a lot of people have a stigma about it because it's weird. Is that. Yeah. Isn't all opera kind of weird, though? Yeah. 
but but if you're like an opera fan you want it to be weird in this one specific way really okay so this is kind of like is it like old jazz in that sense Worse, but yes. Worse? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. And opera fans are all 90 and horrible. And I guess it's true. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that same sort of thing where like they're like, no, 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 this is tradition. And even having new pieces is like, why aren't you doing Carmen? <laughs> Can you just do Carmen again, please? So how did you then, if you started singing at like four or five years old, how did you get into the old person music i don't know did someone just tell you you had a great opera voice like what i i think i did you're you're like 27 years old you're the same age as me 28 like how i'm 29 oh okay what's the oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh wow that makes so much sense still for opera well i think it's just not something that you know typically people gravitate towards totally totally i think what happened was there is sort of like an avenue from theater kid and what is called like legit theater singing so think like like christine from fan of the opera okay as opposed to like or whatever (laughs) oh Um, so that because that is that is what i think of when like theater kids singing is the like yeah so i did have i did always like have more of a legit voice um and then i think when you apply that like i wanted to study music in college and the academic outlet for that especially with my like theater experience and stuff because there is concert work which is actually what I like better now but um there is an avenue for like oh okay I guess it's opera then and so I it's kind of like Latin is it no I'm saying is it kind of like Latin like you know how all languages come from Latin oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. opera is everything kind of like step so if you're gonna study music you should study yeah like the first kinds of music yeah i would say it is the sort of like erudite peak okay. of music and so i think it i do genuinely think like classical singing is the hardest form of singing mm. um and so you want to technique wise you want to study for the hardest thing you know you train for the olympics and then you can run around the park that's that's very debilitating to pop music people they have a lot of cool stylistic things too and there's a lot of things that are hard about that too i no, i thought that was a really cool way of putting it because like (laughs) i'm sure the technical aspects of opera Uh, yeah is more than just like you know throwing a rat banger together or whatever (laughs) (laughs) which i love doing too Uh, yeah yeah as you yeah you love rapping (laughs) the red-headed irish broad (laughs) Me eating my shepherd's pie. God, I can't wait to rap. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah so I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the tech, I, I'm curious about the technicality of it. Because, again, the science, you know, there's a lot of technical stuff in comedy, too. But a lot of it doesn't, you just say the words. The writing is what the technical part is. Yeah. You, I think, that's the opposite now, where the singing is the technical part. Mm-hmm. So... I guess just like do you, you literally have to train your voice, right? Like yeah. you do mm-hmm. like vocal workouts. Mm-hmm. Basically. That's... Can we do one of those now? Because I'm Do you want to do a vocal workout? I want to do a vocal workout. <gasps> I wanna... Oh my god. Like you want me to walk you through a vocal Yeah, what, Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. like a warm-up? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Okay. Yeah. Can you go? Oh my god, that was beautiful. Those are your falsetto. So you do one lower because you're a boy. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, you suck at that one. That was bad. Okay. <laughs> I would never do that as a voice teacher. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> um, good. Okay, so now. So like put, a little horsey. Yeah. So what that's doing is connecting to your breath support. Okay. So then let's put specific pitches on it. Can you go like? Like a motorcycle. Yeah, like a motorcycle. Yeah. No. Pick, pick a note. <laughs> I liked mine, but you can pick yours too. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is going to hire Erin for vocal lessons again, this is not how she will treat you or your child. <laughs> <laughs> or again, if a parent of Erin's students found this, this is not how she talks to your child. Oh currently. God forbid! Oh my Could God, no. Be a, hey, does Erin tell you that you're really bad at this? <laughs> and then say that's fine. I don't. <laughs> we should stop paying her. I do think. I do think. Actually, do use comedy pretty well as a voice teacher too. Which I is bet too weird. because I'm sure it's a frustrating thing. It's I think it's tough and it's a very personal work because it's sort of like comedy in that that is your voice. Yeah. And so to even take it out and take it apart and kind of work on it, it's like that was good. Yeah. No, I lost it there though. Okay. Okay. Try an octave. That might be easier than step. So can you just go? Um, I'll try and do one low enough for you. Can you go? Nope. Duh, See, that note right there, Bob. What? Okay, so wait, this is the connecting tissue. What are we doing again? So, well, there's a lot of things. Why at am once. I being a horsey? Because <laughs> we want a uh, breath support. Okay. It's hard to get the breath support, but the reason you're having a hard time connecting pitch is that our brain actually uses the vowel of things to help determine like what you're hearing and what yeah. it's processing as and so when you take that away you're just on it makes it harder to match pitch so i bet if i were can you go like yeah on that note yeah there you go you're a lot closer and I, yeah so you're you have to train your ear and your voice at the same time wow that's crazy i can't i'm yeah. trying to put it together it's like the fucking I know, it's, yeah, it is like that. Yeah, thing. I had a voice teacher who described learning voice as um, fixing a car while you're driving it down the highway, because like everything's like already. Which I feel that is kind of the case for stand up, right? Like you have to get on stage and yeah, but try. also at the same time, like it's maybe that's like crowd work. I've always described crowd work as like jumping out of a plane. Yeah, you know, without yeah, the yeah, parachute. yeah. It is like and, crowd like, work. In it that might, sense. you know, you might land on something pillowy. You might land on some sharp rocks. Right. But I, I think it's different in that sense because the car, in you, you put the car together before the drive. Sure. With the writing and the, you know, the practicing the jokes or whatever. You yeah. Know. So you, in theory, should know how the car runs. Yeah. And some theories hold up better than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. This is making me think of that Maria Bamford special where she starts with herself in the mirror and then she like does it for her partner and adds their dogs and her parents oh yeah the yeah with the parents and yeah it's cute it's a good one yeah so but the fixing it like because you were eyes you heard there i had the Mm -hmm. adding the that's the part that is literally you're driving Mm mm-hmm and you gotta try and put it together. Put the put the gas in while you're going. Yeah. Get out, siphon it, whatever. It's- and I did jump straight into the warm up part of it with the breast support, so that's kind of a hard ask for your ear. So I could have done something else. What's but- all right then? Give me another one then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, not gonna get defeated. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Try. Um, uh, uh, let me try and pick a note. And also, I just want you. your. How old are your students? Also. 
My oldest one is 84. Oh, wow. She is so sweet. That's, I a, that's amazing. Her. She's a retired Harvard professor. I'm going to her birthday party. I'm so obsessed. Oh, I just thought that this were like seven and eight year olds that if well, they were here. Well, I have a lot here, of those too. I was going to say that if they were here, they'd be like, Danny, how can you not do this? Kids are so good. At, you ask them to make a weird noise and they're like, I do that all day. <laughs> they're like so good at it. Whereas like adults, I had a first lesson with an adult student and you have to like hype them up to actually sing the first time, which you'd think that they'd think through like, oh, it's a singing lesson I'm going to sing. And they no know way. that as they're doing it, they're like, I knew this was going to happen. You still have to put yourself out there. There's still yeah. that wall that has to be broken down. There's so much baggage for them. I, I think singing is maybe the most vulnerable of the art forms. Totally. Because you try and sing once and one person makes fun of you. You're never going to fucking sing again. And you see that? So every adult student has had a story where they were like, I was 11. My choir director said, my friend said, my mom said, you know what I mean? Like that sticks with you. I don't, I can't, I might have told this one. I can't remember if I, this has come up yet, but this is the perfect layer. So I played hockey in high school. Uh-huh. We were on the, we we're all on the bus together, driving to a game. And somehow someone just started doing the like, we will rock you, you know, on the bus seats, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just kind of thought at some point we'd all start singing. So I just started and I thought someone like I thought we were like that was the plan. Uh, and I got super made fun of called like oh. gay buzzkill, all that. And I sat there so sad for a second. And then it hit me. I was like, wait, we're like. 25 minutes from the arena were we just gonna slap the bus seats the entire time yeah. you were like wait i was right yeah i was like wait a minute no this is the natural progression of how this should have gone so when you say singing did you start like singing like the verse on your own i just kind of thought every yeah just like i think it was the chorus maybe uh-huh. i don't know i just thought the something would happen someone would start i thought i don't know i just thought again the natural progression would be to stop slapping a bus seat for already what was going on like a minute and 30 seconds. I love that if if someone's being bullied, I love that like vibe of them being like, no, you're stupid. That was a bad idea. I'm right. And of course I didn't have the confidence to stand up and be like, no, 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 you guys are wrong. But now as the adult, I'm like, no, you, we were all just idiot fucking kids. Right. Like what was, what was the plan? Kids are such weird social creatures. Uh, You're so right though about like make a weird noise. Yeah. The the adult is going to be the one that's like, I don't, I, I haven't made a weird noise in 48 years right and the kid is like i got this shit That's right such a great, yeah. yeah they like don't care and they don't even the adults are so acutely aware of what they're doing yeah. in the moment and kids aren't like, like they don't even know they're people yet they so just like, don't think about it yeah yet. they're just like <laughs> you want totally me to sing fine. i'll fucking sing yeah and they figure and then at some point they're like oh this is drop that a little bit and then you know then, right, they, then yeah. they can sing in public without being told that they're fucking gay right <laughs> yeah unless they like want to be if they identify as they're welcome to sing oh that's fine yeah that's <laughs> have fine. a voice that's fine. yeah that's fine I just, yeah <laughs> That's such a 90s, uh, like, school-age curse word, though. They're, oh, they're like, yeah. aughts, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was any... that was, I mean, we've talked about it a ton here, but, like, that was, that's the go-to for, like... Yeah. Do you have do you have any boy students for I have younger, a couple, yeah. younger male students? Yeah. I, have they ever confided in you, like, I get kind of made fun of for doing <gasps> this? Have they? No. No? Well, let me... I had... Let's see. I had a student, and I think... 
they were non-binary, not when we started studying together, but by the time they left, but because they, they were so sweet. They were a little base mm-hmm. and they were so cute. Um, but I would say that I get mostly girl students partially because of the stereotyping of it. Yeah. Um, and also because like there are male teachers, Oh, okay. people still sort of think, Oh, like a guy could, which sometimes is true. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, but well, if you have the voice of a little flute, like I did as a young boy, Oh. Yeah. I, I bet you would have made a killer boy soprano, Danny. I uh, used to have to say, hi, this is Danny who's calling on phones, picking up at my house. Because uh-huh. if I didn't, uh-huh. people would be like, oh, it's Susan, the mother. <gasps> or, oh, it's Megan, the older daughter. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> And I would cute. go, no, it's Danny. <laughs> that's so sweet. I My mom, my mom's got a great voice. I, you know, she used to sing in church choir, too. So that's why I love hearing about all this stuff. And like, oh my how God. you start. Yeah. So yeah. I... I mean, again, and I enjoy singing, but it ha- you have to catch me deep into a boozy karaoke night. Right. Get that wall down somehow. Exactly. Because it's still, I'm still in that high school bus yeah. of being called a buzzkill. What's your karaoke go-to? I have a playlist called Go-To Yoki, but <gasps> my favorite is Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. Oh my God. Because you can just kind of scream that. You can get away. If you just pick a pop punk song, right. everybody screams along with you, and you don't actually have to sing. Oh, my god! So the wall is still up. Right. <laughs> Anything to get out of singing. Exactly. I, I feel the same way. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have to sing. I can just say, like, oh, she hurt me. <laughs> like, whatever song is on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I vividly remember. So speaking of, like, traumatizing memories, although this one Please. was more recent. Um, do you remember when, oh my God, what's his name? He started at the comedy club in like Tennessee. Sean Carter. Sean Carter yeah, was yeah, yeah. leaving. Love Sean. He used to. Love is the there club s- in Tennessee. I, beautiful. Yeah. Have you been? I have. Oh my, it looks so beautiful. It is. Yeah. Um, he was, it was like his last open mic that he was hosting at Sally's, mm. which I don't even think there's an open mic there. Not now. currently. Oh, Unfortunately, but there could be. I've heard rumors that it might be coming back. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Who knows? Goss, the hot goss. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Monday open mic where you can get a max of three minutes. I know. It's coming back, baby. We it need was, it. Sally's it was, was a good, good one. I, I was yeah. there every week. But, it was a good room. Um, so it was his last one. So it was super popular. So what we ended up doing was going, the bar closed. Mm-hmm. Were you there that night? I don't think I was, unfortunately. Um, And so we went over to the comedy studio that was Mm. having karaoke night. And what they did, because there were so many people who were still signed up to go. um, I don't know why we were like, oh, my God, Sean Carter is leaving. I have to do three minutes of open mic stand up for him. Like, (laughs) like, I guess that's a good tribute. Um, But so so they did stand up, stand up, karaoke song, stand up, stand up, karaoke song. And I totally bombed at stand-up horrible because i just started it was like two months in sure um and then i sang the shallow song from the lady gaga and yeah Bradley Cooper a one. yeah yeah and then sean carter took the mic back and he was like why don't you just stick to that oh <laughs> and i was like yeah why don't i and then i kept doing stand-up for another like year <laughs> <laughs> it was he's so right though it was so funny <laughs> no you should keep doing stand-up because i miss you in the scene oh I, I miss the scene all the time i get along with stand-up people so well it just like i love all the people that song is an impressive song to pull off too it's a very good song oh my god thank you with, you know 
impressive power that's so funny because i feel like the same way about you with like teenage dirtbag like you just kind of scream it you just scream it it's fine yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so what's funny too i bet sean the night you know he's probably like i bet a ton of people are gonna come the best open mic send-off for an open mic host is on the last one don't go to the mic <laughs> yeah. Just message them and be like, "Hey, I appreciate all you've done." Right, exactly. The the mic can last 20 minutes tonight. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that is like the kindest thing you can do for that. It was like over 100 people long. Yeah. It went to 11. It was That's, crazy. Yeah, that great showing. I bet everybody thought they were doing the right. I would bet <laughs> a lot of money that had you previously told Sean, "Hey, this is going to go till like 11 or, you know, midnight." Uh, you're gonna have to host the entire thing. Would you rather no one show up? He'd pick that one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we didn't even. I, I don't think I hosted a lot of open mics. I think I covered for like Midway and stuff a couple times. But even at Wet Cat, like hosting a show is like so. Like once you're on that side and you're like running things for the scene, it's so different yeah it's a lot of people always like hey spot you know and you know give me time and then you have to make sure the show goes well also and it's it's it goes back to that whole thing of like artists are just kind of taking up space yes (laughs) and and the best artists are the ones who do it very considerately i think and with a lot of good grounded perspective you have said a lot of fantastic blips that i am going to be chewing on for I think multiple days. Oh my god, I'm so honored. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I was excited to have you over. Oh my god, um, that's, that's so a sweet. great. I think yeah, this is that's about 50 minutes. So I think on that little bit, you know, be considerate the fact that you are taking up space. Yeah, regardless of what form. Regard applies to regardless every of what form. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh my, Jesus, how many people tailgate? on the fucking highway and they're like i'm late it's like all right well you should have left earlier then right exactly be considerate of other you know of the space that you are taking up because everyone's taking up space um totally michigan please send me that link so i can like put take you know ticket link oh my god i will we do we've got some michigan listeners shout out to the michigan listeners oh my god do we yeah we we got a a pretty solid map all right this is yeah i'll put the royal isle music festival on your map nice little little ball rolling here yeah, um, follow that's awesome. please follow aaron aaron nicole matthews.com yeah. <laughs> or gonna, aaron tar on instagram or aaron tar. i'm gonna put all of this in perfect the, in the oh my god anyway. that's so uh, kind of you follow the show on whatever you're listening to as well as the instagram uh aaron thank you so much for dropping some wisdom and telling us all about opera oh my god thank you for having me this was so fun bye